Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the aristocrats sailed aboard their new ship, the Nutty Dreams, and arrived at the Third Wizard. There they encountered and delve into a goblin ruin. Zelnern fell into a trap, and the rest of the crew decided to do some digging. There they encountered a new friend by the name of Meepo, a kobold who was trapped under a net, and started shouting, Tickle Corn. What is the meaning of this mysterious phrase, and will he actually help guide them to the goblins that rule this place, or will he lead them into a trap? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. So, uh, the crew of the Naughty Dream, that's your title as an adventuring party currently, uh, have just taken a deal within the Sunless Citadel, agreed to be uh, led by the kobold dragon keeper they found, Meepo, uh, through the dungeon uh, to meet their, or the goblin queen that he is in service to, a goblin queen of the Bortiri tribe, known as Yuzdrail. Apparently, according to the uh, dragon keeper Meepo, uh, if you, uh, or while he doesn't know anything at all, uh, the goblin queen Yastrael certainly would know. And so you started following Meepo through the halls. And as he goes, he lets out a phrase in Goblin over and over, a phrase that Jules, before his, uh, or before Jules is, uh, speak with uh or what's it comprehend languages war off uh the uh because right comprehend languages last 10 minutes right an hour oh an hour it still works yeah um while jules is able to understand as you're walking through you hear uh jules realize that the kobold keeps shouting in goblin tickle corn over and over tickle corn tickle corn Every time he enters into a room or draws through a passage. And so following the tickle corn shouting Meepo, uh, you are led down through the halls 
uh, and Meepo occasionally stops to tell you in uh, Agdulin in common to be careful, don't upset her elite guard. They're the best of the best fighters in all of the Arcan uh, the Arcanistas. All of them, or at least as I've seen. And uh, you step out into a hallway following uh, following uh, Meepo. And as you step out into this hallway... Um, oh, God, I'm such a terrible deal. Okay. Uh, you step into this hallway uh, that's full of pillars that depict serpents coiling up and down. A double row of relief-carved marble columns march the length of this long, large hall. The worn carvings depict entwining serpents, each serpent devouring the uh, serpent after its tail, as in an infinite loop of serpent tail devouring across each of these uh, pillars. Um, You see this hall kind of blocks light and makes it hard to see, but as you walk down, you spot several goblins dressed in quality garb skulking about in the darkness here. Uh, They have no light sources and rely on their evil little eyes to let them see. I say evil because all you see uh, is of these goblins is their skulking forms lurking in the darkness uh, and wearing these great carved boar masks that are nearly the size of them, making them look like demons skulking in the shadows. Uh, at one point, a goblin kind of saunters forward on all fours with a spear in hand, look or not saunter, he's crawling forward, looking like he's about to try and leap on you, when Meepo scrambles up and yells, Tickle corn! Tickle corn! Tickle corn! And the goblin sinks back into the shadows. So well, seeing that the tickle corn uh, seems to work, you follow down the hallway, uh, following Meepo, until you reach the edge of it, uh, where you see Yuzdrail. A short throne, so to speak, stands near the west wall, constructed of fallen bits of masonry stacked against an old altar. On top of the altar, which is the back of the Goblin Queen's uh, throne, sit a variety of small islands, uh, or islands, a variety of small islands, as uh, pirates, you probably notice the uh, quantity or the items before you even notice the goblin. Uh, you see that there, it looks like there is a to- or like a feather token uh, of green feather. It looks like there are several spell scrolls and a small flask uh, that looks like it contains an ample amount of a potion. Uh, however, you also see that this uh, this throne again stacked blocks of rubble. Uh, on e- there is one piece of ornate design to it, which is one of the uh, or on the back they've basically got, or sorry, on one of like the not the back like the armrests they used a piece of a collapsed sculpture of a serpent, and in that serpent's mouth, uh, there seems to be a metal key lodged. As you step forward, though, you really see the immensity that is Yuzdrael, the boar queen of the boar Tiri. Yuzdrael, like most goblin kings and queens, earns their status by being the biggest of the goblins. And among goblins, uh, they don't usually have a growth limit. More like goldfish, they can keep going and going. Uh, It just so happens that goblins are usually so malnourished because they refuse to make a society and instead steal and murder each other constantly uh, that they all stay small and short. Uh, 
occasionally you have one goblin that gets to be great and powerful and steal from everyone in her tribe, uh, and you get these immensely sized goblins. Um, imagine, if you will, the Goblin King in uh, in uh, the Bobbit, uh, <laughs> and you see that goblin sitting on her throne, wearing a boar mask. That's well, on most goblins, their masks are larger than them. On this goblin, it's about equal size, maybe smaller. And she sits there on her throne, also wearing uh, like a boar's skin over her. It is not like well-tailored or like well-made fur. It looks like they literally killed a boar a week ago, cut off part of its skin with some meat, and threw it on her. And in fact, while you're watching, she's actively working a piece of old rotting meat off of the fur and then shoves it under her mask to start munching on it. Um, and as you approach, the two elite goblins sort of step for the next or step forward or crawl forward. Their spears held up, ready to kill you should you make a move against Yuzdrail. You can hear from the clattering stone in the darkness around you that there are other goblins waiting. Uh, how many, you're unsure. At least six from what you saw. Maybe more? Maybe dozens of goblins in this darkness? Your mind help, can't help but wonder... The last adventurers who came in here, was it to these goblins that they were devoured? Four of them came in, heroes, all of them, and not a one of them was seen again. Yeah, they definitely got tickle corned. Will you join their (laughs) ranks? Uh, Meepo uh, falls to his hands and knees in a bow towards Yostrael, and then looks up and terrified to see you haven't joined him, gestures and says, Pow! Bow! Bow! Tickle corn only works so well! Bow! I'll join in the bow. I I bow. Oh, do you bow, Rubert? Oh, God. (laughs) Rubert will, (laughs) like, go down to, like, take a knee, but he doesn't let his knee actually hit the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I only go... I only go as low as Rubert goes. I follow his lead. (laughs) And I take my hat off. Uh... The Goblin Queen Yosdrael speaks. There's no reason for you to bow. No need to scrape before me. Not you, Meepo. Stay on the ground, you (laughs) filth. (laughs) Meepo whimpers. You outsiders. Why have you intruded on the Great Siege? We came here looking for a great treasure. We did not realize we would encounter such greatness on our quest. Of course you would. This fortress is a pinnacle of goblin creation. And we, the Bortiri, are its inheritors. Mm, I do love what you have done with the place. The decorations are sublime. Yes, those ancient fools filled it with gems and gold. We scraped it all away. They put flowers and cloth that smelled. We replaced it, ate it. We have made this place a proper warren. Us goblins, but the Lizardiri... They stole it from us, and now the Bortiri get their vengeance. Hmm. 
perhaps we can uh she seems help. like she seems like sitting there ruminating on her own grandioseness and kind of forgetting to ask you you realize she is very clearly a goblin that's big and that that's the extent <laughs> of her leadership <laughs> uh, well, you, uh, uh so you ask for her help <laughs> mm. No, we will help her. She is the gracious, <laughs> gracious leader of this domain. <laughs> Maybe Phil does one of those things. She lets out a terrible <laughs> sound. Oh, God. <laughs> when she does that, Phil is like, my, my, look at you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, we're actually here looking man. for... Huh? She just kind of mumbles something out towards you, <laughs> seeming to like not really know how to entertain guests or like host people who have been brought before her. She's probably never held court before. She's just a big goblin. <laughs> We're actually here uh, Meepo... looking for a plant, uh, maybe a tree that has a certain type of fruit. Fashaklarak. There's a whisper and sneer all throughout. They speak of Fashaklarak, Fashaklarak. And uh, Yisrael raises her hand. None shall speak of Vashak Larak. It is grave luck to mention Vashak Larak. Do not say Vashak Larak around me. Okay. I, I, we did not say it. You're the ones who keep saying it. <laughs> does that I mean you better not panacea? say Vashak Larak? When I say panacea, does that trigger them or not? <laughs> uh, they all look around and mutter and. Um, Meepo says, there's no goblin word for thing that heals. <laughs> there's no concept oh. of medicine. Now, uh, we know that we're not supposed to talk about it. Can you tell us where it is so that we know where we can never go? <laughs> <laughs> you could never get there, even if the Bortiri had regained power. For it sits in the hands of an outcast from your lands. A man like you. <laughs> she, uh, you see, like, uh, spit and rotten meat dribbling out from behind her mask onto her lap, which she brushes away with one small clawed hand. <laughs> an, an outcast. He lives below in the twilight grove. He is the one who keeps, who grows the, the Vashak Lerak. He gives it to the Lizardiri to sell. Ah! Such great poison, and they sell it all away. The power to kill any enemy of the Batiri Goblin, and the Lizardiri sell it away. Excuse me, you said kill? I thought it heals them. Ha! Only in summer. In the winter, it gives beautiful death. Hmm. The goblins, the lizardiri, those dragon-thieving fools, they serve the outcast from your lands. There were others like you that came through not a week ago. They too sought Vashak Larak. They too went below. And they died. Do you know how they died? 
badly, I imagine. <laughs> she seems unsure. How do you know all this? I am the great Yestrail. I have the wisdom of the boar. My lineage broke the first seal on the tombs of this land. We, it was us who devoured the corpses of the ancient ones and gained oh. their knowledge. It was us who tossed their treasures into the sea and tore their paintings and broke them. What? It is us who claim the great desecration. Oh, oh I hate her so much. She's the worst. <laughs> I just say tickle corn. <laughs> I don't know what to... Tickle corn. <laughs> A few of the guards look around like unsure. Um, Our friend uh, Meepo here said something <laughs> about a dragon. Yes. Calcrix. Meepo was meant to be the guardian of Calcrix to raise him to become our great beast of war so that we could conquer all of the isles, riding atop an ancient dragon as a great colony. We had plans, grand plans, and Meepo lost it. Meepo squirrels on the ground and says, oh, I didn't mean to lose it. I... I just tried to... The, the, the lizard Terry would have killed me if I stopped them. And Yisdrael uh, snaps at him and says, Never speak before me again, Meepo, or I will eat you. <laughs> Meepo, be careful. I think she means it. Surely... You know dragons' lifespans are much longer than yours, right? It would... Never mind. So be it, if the dragon does not reach its greatness in my lifetime. In five years, my children's children would have been able to ride that thing for miles. I love this right now. This is great. But, Calcrix, it's really testing my range of small, ugly monster voices. There's gnomes in this dungeon, too. I got, I got, I got so much range. Uh, Yisdrael continues, But Calcrix is precious to our plans, even more so than taking this uh, fortress back. If you find Calcrix and wish to win the honor of a queen. <coughs> Bring back Calcrix to us, and I shall give you any reward you wish. <laughs> but would you actually? Annie! You just said there was something we couldn't say in front of you. Can you get us into the Twilight Grove? No. Any reward? So. The lizard Teary hold the way to the Twilight Grove. There. She points to the far end of the hall, into the darkness where you can't see. There is a door, a locked door, with a trap behind it. Past that trap is yet another door locked. And past that locked door, a tunnel. And past that tunnel, a nice little room. And past that little room is where the Lizardiri live. 
There, through that door, have countless battles been waged, many lives lost, hands traded, prisoners assigned, dear ransoms paid. Go through there, and you'll enter Lizardiri land. Go through there, and you'll find Calcrix. But it is only through there that you can find the way into the Twilight Grove. Um, okay, but do you have the key? Like, that key? And I, like, point to the wall. This key? Is that the key that we need? I have found what you wish. <laughs> you fool. It's not. It's just to get there, we need to get through the locked door. What? No. This key opens the serpent door that leads you to the room where the music is scary. And everyone, huh? the goblins around yeah. her, oh, the scary music. Who plays the music? The corpse is not yet feasted on. What? Ancient so ones. This key does not lead to the Twilight Grove. It leads to a serpent door that way. She points back the way you came from. The Twilight Grove lays beneath us. There is a well in the, in the Lizardiri Quarter. A well that dives down into the Twilight Grove. Subterranean. Where Vashak Lerak grows. The death tree. Is there... Hey. Hang on, we need to, like, step back. You said that there's corpses not yet feasted on. Does that mean they're alive, or does that mean you just haven't gone in because you're afraid of the music? The music is quite scary. (laughs) (laughs) Is there something valuable in there? It is those ancient ones, a place we have not sufficiently broken yet and made proper goblin. Can we have key? She grabs at the key. Only if you bring back Calcrix. <laughs> but don't we need that key anyway to get through those locked walls you just told us about? No, I... Am I dumb? <laughs> it's, uh... you, you idiot human! There is a well in the past... Of... Oh, those doors! No, no, those are just simple locks. Yeah, we have that key. Okay. Can we have that key? Meepo, give them the key. In fact, I give Meepo to you. He is your slave. I don't Aww. want him. Yes, we have a crewman <laughs> for the wet dream. Meepo, will you follow us? Oh, I, I, I guess. If I, yes, absolutely. Please don't kill me. Meepo, oh, man. Meepo, can you give us the keys? Uh. He crawls on hands and knees towards Yisrael's feet and then up to the altar where he grabs a key ring and then crawls on this belly back towards you and hands it up towards you. Meepo, we release you from slavery from us, but we would ask, uh, 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 uh. But we would ask that you join <laughs> us if we would go. Yisrael uh, uh, speaks up. He is no longer yours, and no longer with you. No, he's with. Uh, he's with us. <laughs> Jules, this is we gotta. Amory needs a friend. Yeah, you're right. Actually, we need to keep him. We have another uh, small one. 
who we will put him to good use with. Uh, Meepo, still laying belly first on the ground, uh, whimpers and says, Thank you for not giving me away as food! (laughs) You're welcome. I don't want to unpack this. Let's Let's go. go. This guy's our fixer. Yuzdrail then uh, calls out behind you as you disappear into the dark, and she says, Be sure to bring back Calcrix alive. An empire of the Bortiri riding on the back of an ancient dragon. <sighs> that will be the conquest of the realm. Uh, and uh, you disappear into the dark, where Meepo, still sliding on the ground, leads you to a door. Get up, Meepo. You're, you're going. You, you can't do that, man. You gotta stand up. You're Go slowing on. us down. Uh, he pulls himself up to his feet, whimpering, and then says, Did you... Did you mean that, what you said? About Meepo can be free? Yes. Meepo. But I think we could benefit from your help for now, if you... If there's something we can help you with in exchange. Yeah, like, how do you kill the Queen Goblin? I don't like her. <laughs> yes, Drill. Shh, shh, don't say that. She has ears everywhere. I I doubt that. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I have a request. Okay. Can we not give Calcrix to her? I have raised Calcrix yeah. since a hatchling. I want Calcrix for us. What's in the uh, What's in that I'm room sold. that she talked about? Yeah. The serpent, or I don't know. Only Yzdrail's great great grandmother has ever entered. And there she heard the scary music. <laughs> Wait, what? No one else has heard it? Uh, her, her great, great, great grandmother has. Yeah, like what? A million years ago? Like, no, that would have been like six ago. or seven years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> like five months ago? Okay. Oh, think of the, if, if this is an untouched, untouched area where the old ones were, think of the treasures. that Ancient ones. There. Ancient ones. Not even old, even ancienter. Think of, think of it. It, it, it. There could be, there could be treasure. There could be, there could be ancient lore. There could be relics of the past. I like the sound of this music too. Yeah. And you no, know, no, I, the music is said to be scary. What? Okay. Yeah. Oops, we're pretty brave, Nipa. You'll you'll learn that about us. <laughs> Man, you know, I'm really down to help Meepo, but this All might right. require like. A double double cross. Classic. We can just figure that a out. Double when we mutiny. Get yeah, yeah. Another mutiny against the queen. Wait, mutiny? Oh, sorry. I guess. Yeah. Will this group sorry. ever keep a deal? <laughs> hey, Meepo. No. Meepo, I got something for you here. If you're coming in with us, uh, I want you to hold this, and I want to make uh, one of my Eldritch cannons. And uh, what? I want to make. Huh? You know, I'm a artificer. We're going into lizard. Teary territory. Gotta get prepped. Alright, what is it you so, have? I'm gonna give him an Eldritch Cannon, and I'm gonna give him um, the Protector Cannon. So, really quick, before we kind of, like, trudge forward, I'm gonna roll 1d8 plus my int modifier, and we're all gonna get that much temporary hit points. You can do that as a bonus action to yeah. refresh it. It's insanely good. That's super cool. 
So if I wanted to min-max it, I could just keep doing it until we got the D8, but I ain't going to do that. Let's Which also only once. lasts an hour. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? All right, so everyone gets 10. Inspiration um, for oh, not min-maxing it. <laughs> you know that's so hard for me, too. I do. So. <laughs> um, cool. So we all, including Meepo, uh, 10 bonus HP. Meepo's hit points just got like multiplied by five <laughs> all right buddy you stay in the back with me uh if anything goes bad just shout tickle corn and i'll know what to do no 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 tickle corn means not a trap don't ambush see if i didn't trust you i wouldn't have said tickle corn and the goblins would have ambushed you oh but you were nice to meepo you treated meepo kindly you didn't beat him when he was under a net Thank you for uh, such a low bar. Thank Meepo. you for not getting us massacred. Meepo. Well, Meepo was vulnerable, so it's very impressive that you didn't hurt Meepo when vulnerable. Meepo, I know Rubert said it, but don't ever slide around on the ground like that ever again. That's really <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> it's bad for our image. Um, so uh, Meepo moves to that door and uh, gestures to it saying that the door the keys you were given will open this but meepo wants to go in first to deactivate a trap within okay uh assuming you trust meepo uh implicitly with my life (laughs) do you just give the keys back to meepo so he can open the door yeah all right meepo opens the door and uh you see beyond that uh beyond that door is uh a 20 foot long uh, corridor and then another closed door. It's just as the uh, magnificent boar gob- or goblin queen of boars or whatever uh, told you there is a door and behind it, there is a hall with another door. And perhaps behind that, there will be a hall with another door. Um, wow. no, I think it's the small room after that. <laughs> uh, Meepo. Well, it depends if it's locked or not. Meepo shuffles in and uh, pulling out a bit of thieves tools, or at least the uh, kobold equivalent, he starts like uh, jimmying at the uh, panels in the ground until you hear a click. You see a whole panel flip like it did uh, earlier against uh, uh, Zelnern, and then Meepo shoves something down in and the whole thing jams. And you hear a... as it's basically trying to pivot, but it's not a mechanical gear clicking sound. It is a strange, almost sound wave sound. Like a theremin is the right sound to capture this description that you're hearing as if it's basically electromagnets somehow doing something with magic that's making these mechanics work. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, strange and alien, but then applied for such a simple concept like a door flip. Uh, And uh, you step in. Uh, Meepo insists that the trap is now shut and safe uh, for now until it breaks his wedge, uh, but you can get to the far end. However, he warns the the Lizardiri hold the keys to doors beyond this one. So he picks this, or he opens this next door, uh, which indeed reveals just as the Goblin Queen foretold in her uh, infinite wisdom, beyond that hall is yet another hall. And you have no doubt that beyond that next hall, that next door, there's going to be a nice little room. <laughs> uh, and sure enough, Meepo approaches the door and says, Beyond this is a very nice little room, but it is Lizardiri territory. There's likely Lizardiri goblins in there right now, waiting 
Do you know if they have a word that makes them not kill us too? Ha! If we knew that, we you can be certain that Israel would use that to bring everybody in and then murder all their children. Mm. Oh. Hopefully no one does that be... against her. Oh god. Do you know would it be better if we came in ready to fight or if we came in trying to like be cool? The lizard here are cruel and monstrous things with mouths of poison. The only reason Yazdrael didn't have you murdered immediately is because I said Ticklecorn. It's you're just lucky you found me first, the weak, pathetic Meepo who wouldn't stab you as quick as I could. <laughs> yeah, so we are We're so really very glad lucky. we found you, Meepo. <laughs> yeah, any goblins beyond this wall, they'll try to kill you instantly. To be honest, I'm not confident that Yazdrael's goblins won't try to kill you when you return either. Well, that's fine. We'll kill them first. <gasps> that's probably a wise idea. But not the children and the women and the old folks, right? Yeah. Mm. No. You know, we've done a couple mutinies, and uh, I can't really make that promise these days. <laughs> <laughs> but not Calrix, right? Not not Cal. No, Calcrix no, no. is good. Well, who cares about goblins? Uh, Meepo stands <laughs> back and says, Open the door whenever you're ready to kill a bunch of goblins. Oh, boy. I'm stand ready. back from this one, Meepo. Is anyone going to uh, ready? Anything? I want to ready. I'm going to say, uh, well, <laughs> I'm tempted to just try to say tickle corn anyway. Maybe it's like <laughs> a universal thing. <laughs> Oh, no, they know the passcode, too. Yeah, I heard this somewhere. I don't know where I heard it, but I think this should be our passcode. <laughs> I'll have my great axe. Great axe. All right, out. so Zelnern's got his great axe out. Uh, Jules, you've got your torch in one hand and magic in the other. Rubert, you've got a torch in one hand. Your uh, rapier or dagger's drawn in the other? Uh, rapier. All right, Celeste, you've not got a torch, but you got magic hands and a Taroka deck. <laughs> I'll go in first if you guys... Uh... I was going to ask, can I ready starry form? Uh, so you can't r- ready outside of combat. That's determined by your initiative, basically deciding how fast you're able to do your action. Uh, and then, Phil, you've got your gun up and like up in hand, ready to go? Yep. All right. Uh, Zelnern, did you want to go kick that goblin door in? Yeah, I do. I'll be right behind you. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Zelnern goes to kick the door in. Zelnern, make a strength check to see if you... A strength athletics to see if you break this door open. Eleven. Uh, you do indeed. It seems the goblins are not well reinforced. The door explodes open, revealing behind it a 20-foot uh, by 20-foot room. Not so small in real-world terms, but in a D&D setting, that is pretty small. Uh, it, you kick open the door, and revealing behind it, uh, shining out from your light and a small campfire smoldering in the center, a trio of uh, goblins who were sitting about that fire, eating something that smells filthy, and uh, each of those goblins uh, has sitting next to them on the ground a lizard mask, like those of the goblins you saw massacred at the entrance to this uh, to the Sunless Citadel. And as you kick that door open, the goblins scramble in surprise and uh, like shock at the fact that someone's just broken through their line. 
The stench of garbage, though, surprises you. The stench of garbage and carrion here are evidence of years of use by unsanitary tenants. Tattered hides stretched on frames form six unstable hammocks around a much-used fire, much-used fire pit. Battered cooking equipment is mixed indiscriminately with broken or worn arms and armor, and these three goblins scramble, surprised by your sudden intrusion, Zelnern. So you've just kicked the door open, and that does cost your action. Do you move into the room to get yourself uh, squared I, up next yeah, to the goblins? Yeah, I'll, I'll move in. I All right. I like center myself between the goblins okay. in the room. So you basically put yourself in the middle so all the goblins have to go against you because you're right next to them, making mm-hmm. yourself the big, turtly target. All right, and are you going to rage Zelnern, or are you not that angry about this yet? No, I'm not, I, these guys aren't upsetting me. All right, uh, Celeste, your uh, Zelnern goes in. You know there's three goblins in there. You can see them on the shining light from Rivera. What do you do? I use my wild shape to turn into a starry form, <gasps> the form of an archer. All right, you get all celestial. Um, yeah, I get all celestial, celestial ah. and it also creates um, a 10-foot radius of light. Oh, that's pretty. So other people can see a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I aim an arrow at the one straight ahead that's like a little farther and back you say, next to Zelner. When you say an arrow, like, do you have a bow and arrow, or are you meaning like a celestial magic arrow? It's a celestial magic arrow. That's dope. Uh, so you that conjure appears. that light, uh, you aim it forward, and it strikes out through the doorway next to one of the goblins that's uh, that Zelnern had just run into that next room to attack. So you're kind of fighting in cramped corridors. Like, you're out in one of those three hallways that were described by the wise goblin queen. And then there's a small room tucked through a doorway off on the other side that Zelnern's just kicked open. And through the hole that's created there, and your light shining out, you conjure the celestial uh, form, and then... Uh, uh, like an arrow of radiance arcs out from you as you take the form of the archer and strikes out towards this goblin. Make an attack roll as the shining light of stars. 16? 16 to hit. Oh, it easily gets the goblin who was surprised, hadn't even grabbed his shield yet. About four damage. The goblin stumbles uh, to the ground, seared by the radiance and crying out from the bright light. Uh, and is that all? Uh, yes, that is all. Alright, the goblin cries out from the bright light. Phil, what do you do? Um, Phil is going to run into this room past Rue Bear, and I want to shoot whatever one is, I guess, furthest from the door? Alright, so, so you can run into so the room. So as to not crowd. Yeah. So you, like, uh, you realize that from the uh, place in the hallway, you can't really uh, shoot anything other than who's directly at the door, where Zelnern's just gotten into. You'd have to get into the room to actually see everybody in the room. You're fighting in cramped corridors. Oh, then, yeah, I would roll a disadvantage, probably. Um, Shoot. I'm not prepared. I'm sorry. Um, Can I, like, peek? Can I, like, go... Like, like pop into in, the doorway next to Rubair yeah. and take a shot or something. Yeah, oh, and then yeah. kind of like back out. Yeah, totally. You like lean into the door. You see, there's a few goblins, but no one's crowding the door, so you don't have disadvantage or anything. Uh, you lean over. You see the wounded goblin that uh, that uh, Celeste just hurt, and then two goblins that are surprised but at full health. Okay, fourteen to hit on just whatever one's yeah. easiest. The goblins hadn't had chance to grab their shield, so that does hurt. The, uh, that does 
get through their AC. So the, uh, what were you shooting with? Your Ray of Frost? Or? Uh, my Ray of Frost, yeah, from my Arcane Fire. All right, yeah, you chill one of the goblins. Roll damage. It is six damage. You kill the one that Celeste had attacked. That goblin falls to the ground, frozen, uh, leaving only two goblins left. And then are you finished, uh, Phil? You pull back away from the door to safety. Rubert, do you rush into the room to uh, get stabby on some gobbies? Oh, of course. Run up to next to Zelnern and stab the one that he's engaged with. All right. So, again, Zelnern had placed himself in between two of the goblins. Uh, Celeste and Phil just killed one. You run up next to the other and stab into it as it's distracted by Zelnern. Your rapier stabs into it for what? Uh, A crit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's that's gonna hit. Uh, it punctures through the goblin who didn't even see you coming as he was distracted by the uh, Kool Aid Man style uh, turtle that just broke through the room <laughs> for eleven piercing damage. Uh, the goblin topples without so much as a scream. A swift kill. Uh, the other goblin uh, suddenly kind of gathers himself around. It's their turn, and in, in the, but they're surprised, so they don't oh, get an action. Up, I'm gonna run up next to the last one. Oh, nice. You position yourself next to him. He kind of gets a hold of himself. He doesn't get an action because he was surprised this round, but he eyes the door that leads out of this room. Not the door you came through, but the one remaining door that you're just now noticing as you run in uh, that surely leads off to more of Goblin Town. Uh, And the goblin looks like he intends to flee. Jules, what do you do? Do you let this goblin flee? Uh, Undoubtedly sounding the uh, alarm? I think this goblin starts hearing uh, memory of its childhood um, as its life flashes before its eyes and I call uh, Castle of the Dead. Alright, this goblin got a three, and he has not hurt yet, so... That's gonna be seven damage. That goblin topples to the ground. His life, all three months of it flashing before his (laughs) eyes, and he hits the ground (laughs) in a very quick instant. There wasn't a long time needed. His life was like, you gotta protect this door. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a life's calling right there. Uh, and uh, the goblin topples to the ground. Uh, the rest of you pile into the filthy, stinking, wretched room. Meepo steps in and kicks at one of the goblin bodies and then jumps back when it kind of like an arm falls off of it. Not like pops off, but like it, its arm rolls over. Uh, Meepo jumps back uh, thinking it's dead and points the arcane, uh, like the protective firearm down at it and pulls the trigger a bunch of times to try and get rid of the goblin. (laughs) Um, You killed these three goblins that were uh, hanging out in this guard room, meaning that you are now deep in in, uh, in Lizateri Goblin HQ without them even knowing you're here. Got him. Do they happen to have any slips of paper saying their secret don't tell me passwords on their bodies? Um, you look around and like a search of the room uh, and of the goblins turns up uh, putrid jerky undoubtedly nothing good uh, vinegary wine in terribly preserved water skins and worthless bits of clutter. Unfortunately the goblins have not stored uh, secret passwords anywhere shoot sorry guys this is this that's how it usually works when i'm in a in one of these tombs <laughs> usually usually someone's got secret passwords all over them and uh bad luck you know can we give all the trash to meepo is he happy to have all that <laughs> shit <laughs> yes uh he kind of grabs it though and he breaks it apart and actually as he breaks it apart uh he holds up one item 
uh, from it uh, that the goblins had tucked away in the trash uh, and holds up a gold ring with an inset sapphire and uh, hands it over to you, Phil, and says, Goblins always hide their treasure. You have to know where to look, but sometimes it's giant centipedes is what they count as treasure, so you have to be careful when you look. Yeah, I, I was wondering about, like, I saw all those serpents on the walls where they were eating each other, and I thought you guys had, like, a centipede vibe, like a human centipede <laughs> vibe going on. Um, but I, I digress. I wouldn't be surprised with Lizardieri. They um, are weird. One more thing, though. Can I actually look at... Is that one of the signet rings from uh, it, it the is, dead people? It is not one of the signet rings, but you reckon oh, it's okay. worth 25 gold pieces. I slip it on one of my fingers. Does it All right. see? Can we tell? With magic items, is it usually like apparent that there's something funny about it? Or is, is it like you think it's common until you... It depends. I mean, the, the text when you hover over it is usually like like blue. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, so I'm like... Aura this, around this. So this one's like... I'll to Jules. Jules, here. If you want to take a look. Okay. Do you uh, cast Identify? How long did we spend... Uh, Real life, you spent over an hour in, LAR- in LARPing, uh, so I think that uh, <laughs> your your spells are done uh, that have gone off. I don't want to do... Um, no, Matt, sorry. Uh, how noisy were we in that last room? Do we have 15 minutes for me to... Yeah, you were that? You were super quiet. Not They were surprised they didn't have any chance to make a response when you cooled might... in through the door. I might try and convince you to wait, actually, because my cannons only last for an hour. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, hold on to this and take a look later. Mine ends in 10 minutes, so oh, we should so you're in combat. Yeah. Celeste did the combat mode buff up, so it's combat mode time. So you pocket the ring for later. Uh, and looking at the door, the only door that leads out of it, the one the goblin looked to bolt uh, out of, you see it's a similar door to the one you just broke down, a similar like crappy wooden door that's been propped up. Um, who sneakily wants to peer out of it? I will try. All right, uh, go and make a stealth check. Just uh, Rubert's he pokes his head out through the door. I'll uh, touch you with uh, my cool. hand and you cool. feel your blood, your heartbeat start to like kind of calm down so you can study yourself a little better. Uh, 13. With the D4? Yes. Nice. Uh, you uh, poke your head out into a hazy filled room. It's so thick with uh, like haze that you can't really see much in it. Um, save for the fact that it's got pillars similar to the room where the, the throne where the uh, the dragon or the boar queen was located. But as you open this uh, hazy room, several torches mounted in crude sconces burn fitfully around this chamber, filling the air with haze. A double row of marble columns carved with entwining serpents runs the length of the hall. It basically see- it's not quite as large as the hall you saw before, but it's quite similar. Uh, Unlike the previous hall where you saw the uh, boar queen of the goblins, which was wide and expansive and had a lot of passages spilling off of it, this one's smaller and has uh, doors sealed uh, leading from it. In fact, there's a door immediately on your left, the west, a door uh, at the end of the hall, the east, and then there are three doors on the northern wall. Um, each of the uh, the only door that seems to be of significance is the door on your left to the west that you see has crude goblin writing scratched over it. Uh, 
which unfortunately you can't read. Do any of the symbols look familiar as far as like goblin writing goes? Uh, you saw some earlier, so you can make a, I'll let you make an intelligence check to see if you can interpret any of it. Three, minus one, two. You have no idea. You can't even make out that it's writing. I'll, uh, I'll just cast Comprehend Languages on myself. using Probably a good though. call. The rest of you follow out into the hall, and uh, Jules leading... Or well, like goes you probably ask Meepo, actually. Oh, good point. <laughs> Meepo, uh, uh, Meepo looks up and says, It says, Welcome to Goboville. Goboville? <laughs> I guess that's Goboville behind the door. <laughs> Sounds like a nice place. Probably not. It's Meepo. It's a do you think that's, gobos. You think that's like the women and children in there? What do you think? And the old it? folks. Mm, I don't think I want to do a genocide today. Yeah, let's, well, let's keep in mind today. Keep in mind, even children would easily or eagerly bite your throat out if they could. Uh, even the commoners, they might not be as trained at fighting, but they're gonna still try to kill you if they can. Is that is it actually a door? Can we barricade it, is, it? It is a door, yeah. You barricade you want to take some rubble from the other room and pile it up is in front? It, is anyone okay with that, or do you guys actually want to go in there? I don't want to spend too long. Yeah, spending time properly barricading a door would probably burn through Celeste's uh oh. magic. <laughs> yeah, so we should keep keep moving. All right, all right. All right. Let's avoid Gaboville. <laughs> Um, you look at the other doors, though, and they unfortunately don't have any clear writing on them. Actually, sorry, both of the door, two of the three doors on the north, uh, read uh, uh, "Do not disturb." Uh, Meepo says it reads "Do not disturb." Boss is working, so I guess <laughs> I guess the 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 boss of the uh, of the Lizardiri is through there. Now he's a cruel one. He's not a big goblin like uh like uh uh Yisrael. No, no, no. He's a hobgoblin that took control of the lizardry a while back. Heinous creature. Heinous, heinous, heinous. Him and that bugbear servant of his. Whoa. The bugbear's there. Yeah, it's like a big, tall, seven-foot-tall furry goblin. <laughs> he's the one. He's the one who shoved me in the sleeping bag and stole Calcrix from me. Him and his two Gator companions. Oh, so we don't like them. No, they're the ones you want us to beat up. Said Gator. It's quite the Gators. <laughs> they would know where uh, where the yeah, serpent is. Good. Then let's roll. Let's go in there. Uh, meanwhile, the other two rooms uh, don't. One of them has no label, and then another one on the northern side says. Uh, says uh in uh, it looks like it has a yeah in goblin writing it reads uh stuffed heads gross i don't think we want to go in there that sound like food or is that uh you've really no idea so you have stuffed heads you have do not disturb bosses working and you have goboville and then you have an unmarked door i think we go into the boss's room just get get ahead of it. I don't want to get too caught up on it, but can we ask Meepo? Does he know is that is stuffed head slang for something? Uh, Meepo kind of ponders and says, uh, "Could be trophies, like mounted on a wall type things." Hmm. Yeah, it's not going there. It's, not know, yet. Kind of seems like the place you'd store treasures. 
Well, in that case, well, I don't know goblin treasures are going to be. Did did she say where the well was? I think she mentioned uh, beyond. She said it's beyond Goboville. Oh, beyond Goboville. Maybe we have to go through Goboville. Oh, man. Let's do the captain's quarters first, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So you shoot for the boss first. Yes. Um, all right. So you walk to the do not disturb doors, and to your dismay, they're locked. Here. And they are, and these are quality stone doors. Danny Ocean at it again, baby. Phil, I uh, put my hand on your back, and you feel your fingertips get like super sensitive, and you can feel like every little vibration. I got a fork. <laughs> let me, let me add one D4. Ah, fuck! It's, it's hard to touch. It hurts. <laughs> I got an eight. Uh, you, Danny Ocean, spends some time at the door and then stands up from it and remark concludes that the door is jammed. <laughs> but really, I just like left my thieves' tools at the last door. <laughs> <laughs> trying to use your pinky or something. Uh, right. So you've tried you've tried the door on the left and found it locked. Uh, the door on the right still also says "Do not disturb, boss. It's working." Let's try that one. Maybe they left one unlocked. <laughs> They're stupid goblins. Nice. <laughs> Phil, if you give me your inspiration, this door can be unlocked for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Sure. All right, Phil. You walk up to this door and. Uh, you simulate that you've uh, picked the lock, but this time but, it opens easily. <laughs> thank you. I was about to say that Phil would act as if he's opening it. Yeah. You need a win. This is the third yeah. lock you've or, tried to pick. Or, or rather, I'm so dumb, I start doing it, and then I realize it's unlocked halfway through, and then I just try and sell it. All right. Uh, you open the way into one of the northern doors that leads into, you guessed it, another hallway. Uh, it leads into another hallway that you all work your way quietly down. Now, if your goal is to surprise the uh, the hobgoblin boss of the uh, lizard theory, hobgoblin, hobgoblin, and a bugbear. Yeah, yeah, you were. Told- I already said that. Oh, yeah, I uh, must have missed that. Just that's boss, fair. Though. It's easy to ignore small whiny creatures like uh, Meepo. <laughs> I usually do. Uh, yeah, Meepo had told you that uh, he is a uh, the leader of the lizard theory is a hobgoblin pirate who uh managed to uh take control of the lizard theory like a year back this is small fry for a hobgoblin i mean you're in here okay 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 (laughs) your your crew consists currently of a 12 year old boy and a kobold slave so okay we established he's not almost free Phil gets chills because he feels like the dungeon master just roasted <laughs> Rubert. <laughs> well, you were mean to my, you were mean to my hobo gobbo. Uh, all right, you uh, you sneak your way up through the hallway. Your intent clearly is to surprise uh, the hobgoblin uh, leader of the lizard theory. Uh, but that's going to require stealth checks. Now, you do have torches, so that makes it a little hard to stealth, but fortunately for you, uh, you're in a part that it's not pitch black, so the torch isn't like a deflect, or doesn't stand out as, why is my pitch black room uh, light all of a sudden? So you don't suffer any disadvantage for the stealth, but I do need stealth checks. I should probably be in the back because I still have that like 10 foot radius of light radiant light. 
are we gonna do like a kill on site thing here? What's the plan, guys? Non natural one. Go with the flow. Okay. Yes, kill for us to ask questions later. Uh, I got a twelve on my stealth. Natty eight. Fourteen. So I'm hearing, uh, what's the lowest we got as a group? Non-natural one. Okay, what's the uh, second lowest we got? I got an eight. got a nine. Third lowest? Wow, all right. uh, Eleven. Oh, there you go. That's what I needed. Uh, Did at least half of you get eleven or above? I got a twelve. Yeah, I mean 14. And Meepo, let's find out what Meepo adds to this party. I rolled a uh, 9 plus his uh, modifier of Meepo is bringing an 11, which is what I needed. I needed at least half of you to succeed for this group check to pass, and at least half of you did. Um, <clears throat> you find yourself passing by yet another door that reads Gobboville, uh, and you so basically you've got you found two entrances to Gobboville, one through this passage you've just taken, one through the passage with the hazy room you were in before. And then now you find yourself before something that Meepo confirms read Boss's House. And uh, you realize that just beyond this door is where the Lizetiri uh, chieftain is, this hobgoblin who has taken control, this hobgoblin pirate who has taken control of the Lizetiri tribe. Just beyond this door, you have sneakily moved in, so you could once more do the Zelnern Kool Aid Man's his way in, and you all get killing. <laughs> oh, yeah. is that your uh, is that your plan? Yes. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, so Zell Nern, I'm gonna let you go first here. As you, uh, yeah, sorry, Bullade, Bullade, we can't uh, can't be using. Uh, so Zell Nern, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh, go first here to try and bust this door this door open. And then the wall is circular, so you're realizing that it's a tower entrance that mm. is behind this uh, wall. All right, I'm gonna do it. Twenty three. Heck nice. yeah, this was a tougher door that actually required a 20, so my thought was you'd just smash your face into it, but instead, the door explodes inwards, and Zelnern stumbles into, or like stumbles through the wreckage into the room. Uh, you all look as a surprised group of hobgoblins in mid-conversation stand here. A, uh, in this room, a circular shaft pierces the floor of this 40-foot diameter domed chamber, Dim light, uh, or dim violet light shines out of this shaft, this 15-foot across shaft that looks kind of like a well. Uh, and that dim uh, violet light shines out of the shaft, revealing sickly white and gray vines that coat the walls of the shaft. The light is supplemented by four lit torches set equidistant around the periphery of the chamber. A crudely fashioned stone throne sits against the curve of the northwestern wall. Note that you've just burst in through the north eastern side of this chamber. Uh, So a crudely fashioned stone sits against the curve of the northwestern wall, basically sitting uh, just before the edge of this shaft. Uh, A large iron chest serves as the throne's footstool. So basically it was throne, footstool of chest, and then the uh, shaft. And uh, a sapling grows in a wide stone pot next to the throne. Sitting atop the throne and with his legs propped up in a, a beautiful lean uh sword like a more like a katana 
draped across his lap, you see a hobgoblin uh, lounging in the throne. On his left, uh, or sorry, on his left, uh, there is a stone pot with a twig, like a little potted plant growing in it. Uh, undoubtedly, the Vazhas uh, Larak. And uh, the uh, next to that potted plant tending it is a goblin wearing, uh, like a female goblin wearing shamanistic robes. Meanwhile, spread across the room are three elite hob- hobgoblin guards. One of them is next to the door you just kicked in, and Zelnern stumbled inside, managing to not topple down into the shell into the uh, the shaft that plunges below. And Zelnern, you find yourself next to one of these surprised hobgoblins, wearing his splint mail and now reaching for his katana. Across the across the way from you, across the shaft, are another two of these hobgoblins, and then relaxing in his throne and suddenly sitting up and grabbing his own katana is the hobgoblin who uh, was who's clearly their chieftain the shaman continues potting or tending the potted plant clearly not being quick to battle uh so you've just busted the door open giving everybody a surprise round jules you're first to act oh, what do you do do i still get a bonus action on that turn oh yeah you can have a bonus action yeah we want those plants! And I rage. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you get enraged. Uh, Jules, what do you do? You're still out in the hallway, and you uh, can see one of the hobgoblins from where you are, uh, but you'd really have to enter the uh, the domed room to be able to properly fight in there. Which one can I see? Uh, you can see the hobgoblin that is next to uh, Zelnern. Okay, I'm going to walk. I'm going to get close enough so that I can see the main one. Okay, the uh, guy sitting in his throne. Yeah. Uh, I'm clearly going, the chieftain. I'm going to kind of... Uh, I, I cast... So I kind of like clench my fist and... Um, I don't know. Some like dopamine rushes through his veins as I cast Charm Person. On the <gasps> Ooh, that's boy. a good call. All right, and he is going to have advantage because you have acted hostily to these people already. Hmm. Um, so he's going to have advantage on this, and uh, it's a charisma, right? It is a wisdom... Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the, oh, wisdom 13. Wisdom 13. All right, he's got plus zero to wisdom. I rolled a five and a 20. Unfortunately, oh. the uh, <laughs> the hostile greeting uh, made it to where your charmed person did not succeed on Durnin, the uh, hobgoblin chief. All right, you decide that Blastin is the only answer. And uh, then, if Jules, if you're finished, Celeste, yeah. do, you, do you go into the room, Celeste, to start Blastin? Um, I, yeah, I will go up, but kind of step back a bit. That way I'm at a distance. And then I'm going to shoot at one of the faraway hobgoblins with my arrows. Alright, so you step into the room and those celestial and like get, keep yourself a distance from the hobgoblins moving with jewels kind of to the far or to the near wall, letting Zelnern hold off the hobgoblins and keeping the shaft between you and a couple other hobgoblins and you step in and loose these celestial uh, bolts of light this radiance searing out at the hobgoblins Roll, what was your attack? 17. 17 to hit is indeed a hit and then I got 11 damage. Wow, one of the hobgoblins just topples to the ground, slain by the radiance. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's a bonus action, isn't it? Um, I thought it was just a bonus action to take the form. Oh wait, as a bonus action on your subsequent turns, while it lasts, you can make a ranged spell attack. Nice. Yeah, so you can still okay. use an action like Thorn Whip if you wanted to. 
Okay, yeah, then I'm gonna cast Thorn Whip on the closer one and try to pull it. To pull him into the shaft? Because you are. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm trying to do. Yeah, because yeah. you are the hob. You, the shaft is currently between you and the hobgoblin, based on where you told me you positioned yourself. So you whip the thorn out. It coils around the hobgoblin. Got thirteen to hit. Unfortunately for you, these hobgoblins are much tougher. Uh, he's wearing wow. his uh, chainmail actually, and has, still has a shield in hand. So he throws his shield oh. up and rips the vine out of your hand. The conjured vine breaks, and uh, you do not manage to pull a hobgoblin into a pit. But you did kill one with radiant light immediately. Are you finished, Celeste? Well, I am finished. Yes. Uh, Phil. What do you do? Uh, there's still two hobgoblins left alive, along with their chief and that shaman. Uh, can I run in the room? And I want to cast fairy fire, but is there any way that I can, you know, place it in such a way that it doesn't hurt Zelnern? Um, Zelnern intentionally was like <laughs> thrown into the thick of it, so I don't think so. And I can't like put it off to the side to get like half of them. Uh, you could get everyone except for the hobgoblin that Zelnern is engaged with. Yeah, maybe I'll, I want to do that. Then. So that'll give you do... the shaman, the chief, and a hobgoblin. Yeah, and they'll need to make a um, DC 13 deck save. All right, so starting with the uh, hobgoblin, I got a 7. And then the hobgoblin chief, I got a 5. And then the shaman, I got an 8. So uh, awesome. your spell was super effective. Any Ooh. attack roll against the affected creature object has advantage. Wow! So, 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 how? Do, what are you doing thematically as an artificer? How does that manifest itself? <laughs> um, maybe I like run into the room and I like touch my hand against Zelnern's back and like kind of like push off of him as I'm like moving into the room like south of the well to like position mm. myself opposite from them, and I dig around in my pouch, pull out like a little marble, like a purple marble. And I just kind of like chuck it across the way towards them. And it kind of like poofs into a smoke. I imagine it's like a wet little paintball. And when it hits, it yeah. explodes out. All right. And then suddenly they're like coated in this like uh, glowing paint. Uh, and uh, as like, so they're highlighted in this like violet light. And any creature in that area is now uh, it's advantage on all attack rolls against them. And they shine out with violet light. Uh, so that's solid for the rest of you. And then are you finished, Phil? Has anyone taken damage yet? Or no, no, because you've been doing some sweet surprise rounds. Okay, uh, I end my turn. All right, um, you end your turn, and then I need. Uh, so then, uh, Dern, uh, their chieftain, gets control of himself after Robert's turn. Uh, so, Robert, <laughs> what do you do? Robert busts into the room. Uh, how deep is the pit? Uh, you look and you see the pit is easily forty feet deep, if not deeper. <laughs> All right, Robert is gonna eighty engage. feet. It is eighty oh, feet. God. Deep. Okay, cool. Yeah, Robert is gonna go and uh, attack the one next to Zelnern. All right, so you run in that one that Zelnern was engaged with, and you start stabbing at it. Yes. Do, 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 do. For twelve plus five, seventeen to hit. Seventeen to hit. Uh, you stab. He parries with his uh, with his shield. Or I guess blocks. Oh, so it does not hit, unfortunately, with his 18 AC. Okay. Well, that's... um, Yeah, that's my turn. Unfortunately, the goblin kind of gets control of himself. Uh, Dern uh, rallies from his surprised state uh, and is no longer surprised, but doesn't get to take any actions. And uh, then it is... Uh, 
<clears throat> then it is Zell Nern, your turn. Uh, there is a hobgoblin that you are engaged with. You've broken through the door. Celeste has come in and killed one. There's three hobgoblin, or sorry, there's a hobgoblin, the chief, and a shaman, all highlighted in purple light, making them easy to hit. But adjacent to you and kind of blocking you from getting to those other three targets is this other hobgoblin who's just blocked Rubert's blow. What do you do, Zelnern? I'm going to throw myself at that one. Ah! And I attack him with my great axe first. Again, this is with advantage? Um, no. Oh, not oh. wrestling attack. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. No, I'm not I'm doing that though right now. Um, that is a uh, 22 to hit. Wow, yeah, despite his shield being up, you crunch down into him. He smushes towards the ground. Roll damage. damage. Wow, that's incredible. And then... With- Wow. I rolled an 11 on my uh, D12. Yeah. Uh, that, you splinter through that go- uh, hobgoblin's shield and then through his armor and you drive him to the ground. The hobgoblin dies there on the ground mm. from your blow. And then I charge to the next one because I'm going to smack him with my with my uh, 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 shell as a bonus action. Would you rather attack the shaman or the uh, chief? Shaman. They're squishy. All right. You throw <laughs> yourself at the goblin shaman. Ah! 14 14 is indeed a no actually it's a miss remarkable ah. uh, you hit her and like the little like uh, she dodges out of the way she seems pretty dexterous she rolls and you crush into the wall next to her I'll get you yet alright then are you finished Zellner? I'm all done Jules, what do you do? Uh, the hobgoblins are kind of recovering themselves. The chief looks like he's ready to fight, and uh, the shaman will be able to go on her next turn. Um, there's one hobgoblin left, one chief, and one shaman. They're all across on the other side of the shaft from you. You could go around the shaft to get melee, or you can shoot from here. Is there anything in the in the in the well? The is shaft is 80 feet deep, descending into a pit that's got like these. Uh, dead-looking vines curling out of it, and uh, the vines like seem to, or the pit itself seems to glow with a terrifying, ominous, like violet light Got that it. seems so, altogether unhealthy. So there's no actual water in the what used to maybe be a well. No, looking down, it seems to go 80 feet down into otherwise darkness. Got it. I'm going to um, draw the shaman slightly closer to their death. <laughs> All right, uh, and the shaman, not great constitution. I rolled an 18, though, unfortunately. Uh, so the shaman shudders as you draw her towards her grave, but don't manage to get her. You had a good surprise round, killing a couple of them, but now they seem to have recovered themselves. Are you finished, Jules? Yeah. All right, one of the hobgoblins, having shaken off his surprise, uh, but still shining with light, runs over towards Phil, charging at Phil. And as he runs towards you, Phil, he raises his like, shield in one hand and his like narrow katana-like sword in the other, and he lances it towards you, the long sword, er, the long sword equivalent, cutting at you for 17 to hit. It's a hit. Uh, you, he cuts into you, and you take, I think it's six slashing damage as he cuts across you. About four temp HP. Uh, your uh, your warding protection is uh, reduced, but you're still uh, it's still a dangerous blow. But he only makes the one attack against you, Celeste. What do you do? There's a hobgoblin covered in violet light, so he's easy to hit. The chief covered in violet light, so he's easy to hit, and the shaman covered in violet light, so she's easy to hit. I'm gonna first shoot at the one by Phil. 
with my thing. Your uh, celestial my, arrow? With, yeah, with my arrow. Um, and I got a 19. That is definitely a hit. Uh, for seven. This goblin does not die, but this, or this hobgoblin doesn't die, but he's severely wounded as he stumbles back. Uh, and then what are you doing with your other attack? Um, I... I'll thorn whip him. The same hobgoblin? The same one, All right. Yeah. And he's positioned himself that there's no longer the shaft between the two of you, but the thorn whip itself might kill him now. So make an attack roll. I got 17. You don't manage to hit him. He blocks it with his shield. Oh, wait. Sorry, I forgot to add my thing. Then you're um, probably going to hit him. I rolled a 17. And I add... You, if you add I at add least five. one. Yeah, okay. He has 18 I AC. add five. So, if it weren't for five. your own wisdom and proficiency, you would have missed, but you do hit. I got four. Which is just enough to tear the hobgoblin out from behind Phil, and he dies on the ground. Another hobgoblin slain. Only the chief and the shaman remain. And are you finished, Celeste? I am, yes. The shaman terrified at the sudden intrusion uh, looks up at Zell Nern and in, in Goblin calls out a curse that uh, most of you here uh, and especially Phil who knows the Mon Magie language you realize she's basically calling out a uh, a Goblin equivalent of a Mon Magie uh, hoodoo curse um, or voodoo curse so basically uh, the Mon Magie practice a form of basically voodoo magic is sacred to them and is a thing everyone does, and it's an integral part of their life. And uh, it seems this goblin has stolen a bit of that culture and uh, calls it out, using it in a warped and twisted way. And as she calls out this curse, this withering curse, she touches her hand to Zelnern. And uh, Zelnern, what's your AC? 17. Well, Grenel is using a uh, inflict wounds against you. Um... Sorry, I need to make sure this is actually... I have to uh, roll it. Uh, so this little goblin stretches out her hands and gets a... I rolled a 19 plus 3. So 22 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, to your terror, this curse assaults your body and just ravages it for 3d10. Uh, you take, I rolled a 9, a 3, and a 7. So you take 19 necrotic damage as this uh, goblin shaman's curse ravages you. I believe you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Yeah, no, you're right. So seven, how much damage? 17? Nin- 19, 19 necrotic. Okay, and that's a lot. I meant 9. Temp HP. Oh, how much temp? You have 10 temp oh, HP. Oh, nice. Okay, I meant 19. So all of the uh, the restoration that Phil gave you is drained away and then much of your own stamina as the goblin drains you and then she turns using her nimble escape feature to easily disengage from you without provoking attacks of opportunity Uh. and scampers away to the far side of the pit but that places her pretty close to Phil speaking of Phil what do you do uh I say in Mon can any of you guys speak Mon or not I can no. Okay. So only uh, Celeste hears me say there is no afterlife for your people. And then I grapple Jesus. that shaman. <laughs> oh, you're going to grapple her? Yeah. Are you throwing her in the pit? Yeah, I'm throwing let's, her in the pit. Can, I, can we do it as a dex competition rather than a strength? Uh, <laughs> trying to grab her is going to be strength, unfortunately. But she's not very strong herself, so it's going to be pretty okay. easy. Number The strength athletics number you have to beat is... Two. I got a 19. 
All right, you grab hold of her and you throw her out towards the shaft. Uh, the little goblin is easy to chuck. Um, and as you throw her towards the shaft, she tries to grab on, trying to catch the edge, screaming as she falls. I rolled another one. Um, she topples over the edge and the shaman plummets 80 feet towards her certain death. Uh, I laugh she... as she falls, and then uh, <laughs> bonus action. I'm gonna have the um, Eldritch Cannon walk in. It can walk 40 feet. It's gonna walk to Zelnern. And, and for clarity, refresh. by that you mean uh, Meepo is your uh, Eldritch Cannon. Well, no, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't flavor it very well. But I imagine the Eldritch Cannon literally as like another little type of marble thing that you can hold in your hand, and it has like spider legs, so it like skitters across the floor, and then like scary as heck yeah yeah uh all right so meepo stays hiding in the hallway and uh you like that runs over to zelnern and what does this eldritch cannon do uh it's gonna like pulsate again and refresh his temp hp oh that's incredible uh, another plus four temp hp that is some op coolness uh all right and my turn all right so zelnern your temp hp is refreshed no nice yeah, so it's refreshed to four, um, as uh, the Eldritch Cannon basically reemphasizes it. Uh, suddenly, only the chief is left. Rubert, it's only uh, the chief left, and it's your opportunity as the champion. He's stood up out of his... Uh, so it's captain on captain. Uh, he's stood up out of his chair. Uh, he's basically standing on top of the chest that's at his feet. Uh, he's on the other side of the shaft from you. Uh, everyone else is busy battling their goblins. What do you do? Gonna run up next to him. I like pull my rapier and like hold it to his throat. All your men are dead. Stand down now, and I won't have to kill you. I'll let you make an intimidation check. And yeah, he did lose most of his men, so it's yeah, it's uh he's lost most of his men. You're in his place. You've just thrown his shaman and advisor over a shaft eighty feet to her doom. He has no idea who you are. Uh, it's not gonna be too difficult of a check. 17. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, holding his blade for a moment, holds it out and drops it to his ground, to the ground, and then says to you, Honor is not a thing I need to care about now. Uh, and lets the blade fall to the ground as he surrenders. Alright. <clears throat> what are your people doing here? He laughs and says, a strange thing to ask when you've just barged in here and slain my advisors and guards. We're kind of a kill first, uh, ask questions <laughs> later kind of crew. <laughs> like any good pirate crew should be. Uh, and then he says, these, are my co- these goblins are my crew, so to speak. My name is Dern. And those people you just killed were the last of my, uh, my, the last of my shipmates. What ship did you serve on? We served on the ship belonging to the Hobgoblin or armies in the north. It was run afoul on a spy mission years ago. I came here to this hellhole looking to uh, take the panacea, only to find there was already a man. A human man, a mage, using it. But I found myself a bit of business taking care of him and keeping his uh, 
His efforts protected, though I see any gestures. See, my protections weren't good enough. Those goblins out there, they don't mean anything to me. They're just they're just tools. Crew to make sure uh, to make sure Belloc stays happy. I don't care if Belloc. you kill any of them. You can be captain even if you want. Who, Who's Belloc? Yeah, who is Belloc? Belloc? He's the uh He's the necromancer I just talked about. Oh, okay, that's his a, name, a dru- sorry. A druid that uh, was outcast from uh, Providence came here years ago. Wait, is he a druid or a necromancer? He was a druid, but the th- he claims he's a druid, but the foul things he does with the dead, well, even things he does with the living. If you're here after those adventurers that came before you, I already gave them the Belloc uh, yet, uh, three days ago. It's too late for them. Wait. Yes, where is the panacea now? He points to the shaft. Down there. It's down there in the twilight grove. Belloc tends it. Hmm. That is what there? we came here for. <laughs> Can you lead us to him? He laughs and he says... If I go down there, Bellic will kill me the same as he kills you. If I needed to go, or if I need to be down, or if you, you intend to force me down there, I might as well shove you and me off that shaft right now. There has to be an, a better way to go about this. Perhaps just dropping a rope. So he seems to be refusing to join you in the any sort of adventure against Belloc, believing you stand no chance against this this necromantic druid who's apparently tending the tree of or the death tree, as the goblins call it. Uh, and uh, you saw he, how easily we dispatched your crew. How, <laughs> how much stronger could Belloc be? Uh, he smirks then says, "Far stronger than you think." Hobgoblin soldiers. Withering down in this basement without proper phalanx formation? That's nothing. We didn't even get a chance to form up. A quiet ambush like this? Sure, good against soldiers. But Belak, He's got dark magics. Evil magics. I mean, you seem to have some of those yourself. Using the Mon Magi curses to your advantage. I think we will uh, take the risk against this Belak. Perhaps... You have a chance to prove yourself as well. Perhaps lo- uh, regain the honor you lost in losing against him. Uh, you can attempt a persuasion. I'm going to let you know it's going to be very hard to convince him to do it. As he, While he saw you kill these, he clearly fears uh, Belak intensely. All right, persuasion. Can we, uh, thoughts on rather than persuading him, like forcing him to? Tell him he's going to, we'll kill him if he doesn't well, help him? He did just tell you that if you try to force him down there, he'll jump him and Rubert off instead. Mm. So he said he would rather... I'm sorry. He said he would rather die to you all than against Belak, as Belak seems to do horrible things to captives. Man, this guy's so honorable. Did we ask him about the Lost Adventures? Does he know about them? Uh, He said that he's already sent them down to Belak. Now we could have just talked to Uh, him. I kind of want to use my inspiration on this. Alright, it's going to be very hard. Mm-hmm. A success um, is pretty cool, but can I assist Rubert and give him one of my inspirations? Uh, well, it, it, I I crit, uh, so okay. twenty seven, <laughs> twenty seven persuasion. Uh, Belak, or sorry, Belak Dern is quiet for a moment and then says, "Guess I'm in." 
<laughs> like a classic uh, Vegeta type anime villain. <laughs> that was way easier than I thought it would be. Cool, dude. All right, uh, you have one over Dern, agreeing to help as you point out that he's lost his honor by being a coward in front of uh, Belak, and uh, that you actually might have the ability to fight him. So instead of going off to lay a trap with the Lizatiri uh, goblins, uh, Dern agrees to accompany you, but he cautions you, even if I am coming to help, I can be certain that my bugbear second-in-command won't. He's got a penchant for eating men. And he gestures to uh, those of you that are humans. He makes a gumbo out of you. Sounds delicious. Hey, I got one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Where's Calcrix? Uh, He looks at you and says, You're on about that dragon too? We have it locked in the trophy room. Damn thing busted out of its chains almost immediately. Destroyed all the treasure in there. I'm just gonna wait it out till it starves to death. Is it a real? Is it a real dragon? Ah, uh, it's a white dragon wormling. Wow. Uh, Meepo oh. pops his head in and says, "See, I told you. I told you it was valuable." <laughs> Can we um ask if there's any other exits besides the one that we came through to leave? The Sunless Citadel? Because um, what if we were to leave with the Wyrmling out a different exit? Um, Just thinking. Dern kind of spits at that and says, and at this point your sword's no longer to his throat. He's grabbed up his uh, sword and puts it away. Uh, and he says, if there was such an opportunity, I would have taken it already. There is passages out in the Twilight Grove beneath us, but they're all flooded and lead out into the underwaters. If I was one of those shark sagwin or a mermaid, maybe I could leave. But you'd need to be a damned skilled swimmer to be able to escape that way. And I doubt you're going to be able to keep your hands on a Dwight Dragon Wormling while underwater. How much do you know about Belloc? Uh, he says he knows a fair bit, uh, considering he's been working for the man for uh, years now. He doesn't happen to be related to Castellar, does he? Uh, he shakes his head and he says, I don't know his relations. Who's Castellar again? I'm sorry. Oh, he's, he's someone I might know that I'm looking for. We have business. Uh, yeah, he uh, does not happen to know uh, any, any of the relations of Belic the Outcast. He only explains that Belic used to be a druid uh, out of the Isle of Providence. Uh, until he was apparently expelled for, quote, trying to uh, do all sorts of weird dead shit, is what uh, Dern says, uh, this hobgoblin pirate. Um, Dern, I know it's not that important, but I got one more question. Why do the Lizardiri steal the panacea every year after they sell it? What's the deal? He looks and he says, what are you talking about? Belek uh, pays us to give the panacea, to give the fruit over to the people of, or to send the fruit over to the island. We just sell it because it gets us a bit of money. We don't but, steal it. Well, they plant it, and then it goes missing every year. And they <laughs> he, say that someone steals it. He laughs and he says, "Hey, if the if those mainlanders can't keep their uh, plants in the ground, that's on them." And he strokes the plant in his uh in this stone pot next to him, almost brushes it like a pet, and he says, just takes a bit of tender care to keep these things around. 
Does that one have a fruit on it right now or not? There, there is no fruit. Um, and as he like, kind of brushes it, you see the plant kind of wiggle and then pull a few of its vines out of the ground on its own and stand up, reaching out towards his hand and coiling almost arm-like uh, appendages around his hand for a moment before settling down. He pulls his oh hand gosh, away I from it. it. Um, oh, so they just like walk out of the ground themselves, don't they? Uh, just get up and leave. So That's cool. You sound like you're excited, but uh, as a druid, this sight should actually be repulsive to you. Uh, you recognize oh, yeah. immediately a twig blight, a cursed plant whose vines are necromantic in nature, who spread insidious poison and taint to uh, any forest they touch. Anywhere they go, they uh, suffuse the ground with their wickedness and grow and spread. These things are the spawns of Golthias trees, that is, vampire trees. Oh yeah, that was definitely what my reaction meant. Uh, <laughs> what are vampire trees? Uh, I hate it. You don't know much about vampire trees, only that it is all you know, and what they do is that they are trees that grew out of the or that if you stake a vampire to the ground, and uh, that stake suffuses with the vampire's blood, the stake might take root and grow around the vampire, allowing the vampire's undead curse to hit or to bless the stake and then making the tree basically a vampire. Whoa. That is so Ciao. awesome. And now I want to hunt vampires to make more of these trees. <laughs> and is this the same tree in the summer that provides a lot of life? Uh, it is where the panacea, according to Dern, uh, suppose that comes from the uh, twig blight down, or not twig blight, that comes from the uh, the uh, death tree, the vampire tree downstairs. Uh, and a, he did say Belek has the goblins go and distribute the seeds on the islands, but they've decided to sell them to uh, the people of Providence uh, for money. And uh, then clearly it was saying like he doesn't, it doesn't matter to him if they can't keep their plants in the ground. Clearly, it just takes a bit of compassion, and he has a little pet twig blight. <laughs> so, just to be clear, this is the plant you've been distributing that they've uh, been buying. He says this grows from the seeds. Hmm. And then, who cares what happens after that? All right. We I don't get paid. like this plant. What is in the, uh, the chest there? He kind of pulls his feet and says, I'd rather die than give you what's inside of this. What's inside of it? The last of me treasures. I don't oh. know why I became full on pirate when I said that. <laughs> I get it, man. I get like that around my treasure too. I get you. Or well, perhaps if we survive this battle against Belloc, uh, you might have another chance of sailing the sea again. Um, as you try to recruit this hobgoblin captain, I like the pirate gang you're building. It is a proper mm -hmm. pirate gang. You've got Mebo, the kobold. You've got Dern, the hobgoblin, the fallen hobgoblin warrior. You've got, uh, I guess that's it so far. You've got a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Thank you.
Chaotic Normies, it's your boy Ryan who plays Robert Grayson on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes. Check out chaoticnormal.com for all the social needs. And that's about it. Uh, Stay tuned next week for delving further into the third wizard and finding out what is up with this vampire tree. So until then, uh, stay frosty. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.